Welcome to the Able to Bloom podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Langston. It's my passion to come alongside you in your everyday moments as you navigate daily stewarding the gifts God has given you. If you crave honest conversations about real life struggles, practical tips for wisely tending the season you're in, or just a little encouragement for your soul, you've come to the right place. I'm so honored that you're here. Let's dive in. I wanted to kick this podcast off with sharing my story of how I got here. Why am I doing a podcast? Why am I creating resources for you to enjoy and to be helped with um, in your daily life? What is the point of that? Um, I think the one word answer is calling. Um, I've always loved art and uh, I've always wanted to use it, but I never thought it would be any sort of a career path because I heard so many people all my life saying like, oh, you do art, that's cute, or oh, will you make me something, or, you know, things like that, Um, but if I ever talked about, like, I want to be an artist, um, they'd be like, okay, but, like, what else are you going to do, and so I kind of let that, or not kind of, I very much let that kind of get into my head and dictate what I studied in college at first. I actually um, started out in (laughs) pre-dental, and And I literally failed the same biology class twice in college. The second time was worse. But I I would get like an A or a B plus in the lab class because, you know, it was dissecting things and then writing a report on it. And I'm good with my hands. I'm good with details. And I love to write. So through that process, it kind of led me to praying a lot and being very frustrated. Why am I working so hard and studying so hard and not making a good grade in my lecture class for sciences. Um, How am I ever going to be a dentist if, you know, if this is how things are going? And the long and the short of it is that the Lord allowed me to fail to show me how he's gifted me differently. He did not mean for me to do things like that. And when you go to a giant college with lots and lots of really smart people and there's, you know, those tests that you just cannot pass. And then there's, those same tests that there's people in the class who are making hundreds every time you begin to question your intelligence and it really really got to me and I really struggled with like do I even have a place at this school do I even have a place in the world am I good at anything and that was just like a really I mean it was a few years of wrestling while actively in college saying like do I need to change my major what am I going to do what is this going to look like and so it's very very frustrating But then there were also nuggets of time throughout that frustration where I would be talking to mentors or more likely women that I was in small group with through my church during college. And one of them specifically, who I'm still very dear friends with today, she and I were sitting in a coffee shop and I met with her shortly after having visited a Lifeway store in our town. And it was like beginning of freshman year and... I went to the store and I was like, I'm going to get a devotional for college girls. I'm in college now. I'm in this new season. I want to dive into the word. I want to get to know the Lord very intentionally. I was so thirsty for the Lord at that point that I was like, yay, I have a new life stage. I'm going to go find content that speaks to that, but leads me to the Lord as well. And I got there. I think the case is a little different these days, but back in 2013, there was nothing. (laughs) There was literally nothing on the shelves. There was like 
high school girls, middle school girls, and then there was like working women, and then there was like wives. And I was like, okay, but where's that middle stage before you're a wife and or working woman? And I know that we can study the Bible in any life stage, and we don't need a an author or a devotional to speak directly to our specific season. But that's just where I was at the time. And I was really hoping for that sort of a resource to help me navigate this very strange limbo phase of life where you're like an adult, but kind of not. Um, and so I'm grateful for that experience, though I was very frustrated. I don't know if you've ever heard this said before, but a lot of authors um, or just writers in general, that they'll just say, I wrote the book that I needed. And I felt like I was in that situation with my friend. I was like, I I didn't realize it. It was actually through her that she helped me get there. She was like, why don't you just write it? And I was like, what? And a lot of times in my life, I have felt excited to quote unquote do the things, but never felt qualified or felt like if I did it, then people would laugh at me. Or if I did it, then people would think I'm a joke. Um, I don't know. Just like, a, I think, well, I don't think I know that is spiritual warfare and trying to prevent me from doing things for the Lord. I see that now, but I did feel that in that time. And she's like, you're a great writer. Why don't you just do that? And the funny part is, is I was in that season, like, and and years afterward, like defining myself by these bad science grades. And, um, my now husband told me at the time he would say he, one night he, I was so down on myself and he said, open your transcripts. And I was like, excuse me, (laughs) I don't want to show you my grades. My husband's very smart and super good at school. And anyway, I was like, "Mm, I don't know. You're not going to like me anymore if you realize how stupid I am. And yeah, that's my self-talk. Uh, it's gotten a lot better. Um, but yeah, he, he sat there and he's like, no, just I have to show you something. And I was like, how would you even know what to show me on my transcripts? So I opened them online and three and a half years of college. And he goes, A, A plus, A, A, A plus, A minus, A, A plus, A minus, D, F. And it was like, oh, he's like, you're good at all your classes except science. You're bad at science. And that's okay. We don't need you to do sciencey things in the world. We need you to do these other things. Specifically, the best classes I was performing in were my literature and writing and reading classes. I ate them up. I loved reading any sort of literature and then writing my reaction on them or, or, or pulling out pieces from that and writing a, a new piece using that as inspiration. I took creative writing classes and I just loved that so much. And so all of these little circumstances through college along with, I mean, gosh, a myriad of other circumstances that came up, they led me to where I'm at now. And kind of my tipping point in the Lord leading me towards this path was I had that memory early on in college of my friend saying like, why don't you write it? And she helped me, you know, hammer out the ideas for like 12 chapters that day. And then fast forward a few years to it's halfway through my junior year and I I'm still a pre-dental quote-unquote major and failing my science classes and doing really well in my writing classes and in my math classes and other things and just still wondering like, well, college is getting really close to finishing and I still don't know exactly what I'm supposed to do, but I know I can't be a dentist because, you know, that would be detrimental to everyone involved. Um, So I ended up going to a career center. This is kind of like the tipping point I was mentioning I went to a career center and I spent, bless this lady's heart, I spent like over an hour in her office literally bawling my eyes out because 
I went in there and I was so excited. I was like, okay, she helps college students figure out what they're going to do. And I'm ready to figure that out. So it's a great match. Let's do this. And it got to the point where she was flipping through a physical paper book of every class that the university offered. And there were single classes a lot across the board that I was very interested in and felt like I wanted to take, but there was not a major for me. And that was very frustrating. I felt pretty defeated. I felt like I didn't belong. And looking back, I didn't know it then, but um, I'm an Enneagram 4. And something that Enneagram 4s all struggle with is feeling out of place and misunderstood and like they don't belong. And I have felt like that my whole life. And I see it now looking back. And that was definitely one of those moments. I was like, this giant university has all these classes and there's not a place for me. And and then I was kind of like confused at God because I'm like, I felt capable my whole life and, and I felt like I was going to offer something to the world. And there's just not even a coursework out there that can help me get to where I don't even know where I want to go. It was very frustrating. And then it dawns on her that they have a program called New College and I'm not even going to go into that. It'll sound like a sales pitch, but essentially you can pull classes from multiple different kinds of majors to create an interdisciplinary degree. Um, and you have an, uh, you have an assigned advisor. There it goes. That was hard to say. Um, and they, they finish your whole college career with you. They're there with you one-on-one instead of just meeting with whatever advisor you can get a hold of each semester. And so that was very appealing. I got accepted into that program and, um, you know, the rest is history, but I do want to point out one other thing that happened after that. I finished the meeting with her. She told me about new college and I was like, okay, I don't know. Everyone here at the school kind of makes fun of new college because they say it's not not a real degree. So I don't know. And I went outside of the building and sat on the steps and I called my mom. I mean, obviously that's what you do. And I was just chatting with her and just crying some more and just feeling very overwhelmed. And like I was literally mid-sentence. And I know this sounds like hyper-spiritual or whatever, but this is what happened. I was sitting on the stairs on the phone with my mom and I just felt... I just felt the Lord like speak to me in that still small voice, but very, very, very clearly. And like I was chatting with my mom. I wasn't like silently sitting in prayer and anything like that. And and we were talking about this whole frustration with the career center. And I just heard in my heart, Elizabeth, I'm going to use your art and writing for myself. And it was just, I literally, I, I just went silent mid-sentence on my own sentence. And my mom was like, hello? And I was like, mom. And she's like, what? And I told her and she's like, we just started crying together. And I was just so grateful that through my struggles, the Lord saw me and he cares and he wants to use me and he knew I wanted to be used by him. And so I didn't know exactly what that would look like moving forward at that moment, but I knew my purpose and I know we're all called to make disciples who make disciples. And that is certainly at the heart of it, but I wasn't sure how to implement that specifically using the gifts that he's given me. So from there, you know, it wasn't fairy tale, but it was pretty close. I mean, I really, I got into this new college program. I created my major. It was interdisciplinary studies of writing, human development, and leadership. Um, because I was like, 
oh great, I'm going to write and use my art for the Lord. And I'm going to speak to college women um, or young adult women. And that was just such a clear and is still such a clear calling on my life. And I feel excited by it. And um, through the years, I've done a lot of things. I've had an Etsy shop that has still to this day never sold anything, but that is fine. Um, And I have I've created things for churches and I've taught classes and I've learned so, so, so much. And I tried to start a blog, which is the Able to Bloom story. I'll kind of get to that in a few minutes. So I guess to wrap up the college portion of the story, I did get into that program and it was great. I really, really enjoyed it. I had tons and tons of writing classes. I um, I excelled in them. I had a 4.0 once I like through the end of college president's list through, through the end. Um, and I'm not bragging like, Oh, I'm on the president's list. That's just to say that I went from like failing biology and letting that one failed grade out of a lot of other good grades define me to feeling like I'd found a place for that. I fit for me to be in. And I was enjoying the work that I was creating. I was encouraged by my advisor. I was encouraged by my professors and I was excelling in that environment. And it was just a really great case study to me to look back on and show that the Lord has created us each individually and uniquely for purposes that he's placed before us in our life. And as we uncover those things and as we pursue him, he reveals them and he equips us to be able to perform well in those. And that was just a really great lesson for me to have learned. And it did take my almost entire college career, which was, you know, the whole four and a half years. And I'm so grateful for that. So I just wanted to share kind of when all this blew up and all this thought process was happening and how I kind of got there. And then I do want to move forward and also talk about what happened after college? Did I start a successful six-figure business and, you know, go from there? The answer is no. Um, I have struggled a lot since leaving college as far as pursuing this calling and figuring out what it looks like. Just this year of 2022, I have um, actually started this podcast, obviously, but I've been dreaming about that for at least two years or so. Before then, it was the blog, um, and I did open a website. It's still floating out there in cyberspace, but it is special. Um, It's fine. (laughs) And I did have a few blogs. even had some guest writers on there, but it just wasn't – it didn't feel like something that was the right medium. So I may write a few short pieces to complement these podcast episodes, but that's that's a problem for tomorrow. So one – circumstance that happened after college was I was at my apartment my husband was off at work and I was just working like 17 to 19 hours at the church just to make any money at all because we were just sharing his entry-level salary it was it's a sweet time um and I had a few art projects here and there that people um hired me to do and I also was doing a lot of dreaming and planning and I was like, okay, I'm going to be an artist and I'm going to paint on canvases and I'm going to sell my art online and then it's going to be great. And then another day I would say, I'm going to write devotionals like I originally thought and it's going to bless others and lead them towards Christ and it's going to be great. And then I thought, I love to sing and I'm on the worship team at church and 
I I want to find people to join a band with me in this town and I want to, you know, do like worship nights for youth retreats and stuff like that. So then I'll be like, that would be great. And I was just really, really frustrated, honestly, with too many options. What is it called? Analysis, wait, paralysis by analysis. It's too many options. And I remember getting frustrated. I was like praying out loud and I was just like, Lord, why, why can't I just like know exactly what you want to do with me? Like, I'm so grateful. I hope I don't sound like a brat. This is just like genuine struggles of my brain. I, I'm grateful that I love to paint and I love to sing and I love to write. And I'm so grateful that you've made me a creative person. However, what am I supposed to do? Which one am I supposed to pick? Please just tell me and I'll just do it. And that was kind of my next still small voice moment. Um, I just heard the scripture come over my heart. For the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And that was just kind of whispered over my heart. Um, I've not spent like extensive study time on that verse before that point. And I just felt like that was a really sweet blessing from the Lord. He's saying to me in that moment, like, I've created you to be a creative person. And it doesn't matter what you pursue, but you need to pursue something. You need to be obedient in this calling and move forward in it. Otherwise, you're just going to be sitting here forever and ever looking at all these options and not actually doing anything. And that was really, it was good discipline to hear, um, I knew that I had been idle for too long. I knew I'd been second guessing for too long. And I was just really grateful that he met me in that space and just told me like, you're able to choose. And that's where Able to Bloom, that title came back around. I had done a senior project. Um, My final project in college was to write a devotional. I thought, hey, let's write that devotional that I was so hoping to find in Lifeway my freshman year of college. And I did. Um, I got it to about 92% finished. Um, Looking back now, it's still in existence. I have it upstairs. It's printed out and all pretty. And um, I turned it in and my professor was very excited that I actually did it. Me too. And um, it was it was good. I had originally titled it Fully Living, and I know that that sounds silly. I didn't know what to call it. I just slapped a title on there, and right before I turned it in, so the way that we had to present these projects was we had an office hour time with our uh, advisor, and I went and sat in her office, and I it was just like a one-on-one, quiet, closed-door meeting, and I showed her, here's my project, and... um this was specifically for a writing class. And so I handed over a printed and bound uh, devotional and she was so proud of me. And we both kind of teared up. We were like, you did it. Like, it's so exciting. Um, But right before I walked into her office, I mean, I'm talking two minutes before my appointment started, I had watercolored some florals just on the cover. And I brought a Sharpie with me because I was like, Lord, I don't think the title of this is fully living, but I don't know what it is. And like, I got down to like two minutes before 
And I was like, I've got to write a title page. I've got to write this on here. I'm ready to write Fully Living. Tell me what it is. And then it just hit me, able to bloom. I don't know where it came from. I didn't know what it meant. I just wrote it. And so then fast forward to that moment where the Lord was telling me where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. I just remembered able to bloom. And that was so special because I have this tag that I use in Christ, you are able to choose. In Christ, you are able to bloom. So that's kind of how everything came full circle. He had given me a title my senior year of college that I didn't really know what it meant. It was pretty, and I've always loved flowers, so I really love that theme that continuously comes back in my life. I will share that story later. Um But it's really neat because when I felt really low, he pulled something out that he'd put before me that I'd really thought not much about previously. And he reminded me like, he's in those little details and he's working when I don't even know that he's working. So tying together the verse of 2 Corinthians 3.17, for the Lord is the spirit and in the spirit there is freedom, along with that title of able to bloom. That's how I kind of came up with my little tagline for this whole ministry of in Christ, you were able to choose in Christ, you were able to bloom. So if you're listening to this, I'm hoping that we're finding like common ground between us. The whole point of that story is I was paralyzed and not serving the Lord and not being obedient because I didn't want to mess up. I didn't want to fail. I wanted to be perfect for him. I wanted to come out of the gate running and know exactly what to do and do it super well. And there was just a lot of perfection that was suffocating me and fear of failure and fear of letting others down, fear of letting God down and just a lot of spiritual warfare. Um, That's the thing with calling and passions, especially like passions for a believer. There's going to be spiritual warfare the enemy does not want you to be serving the Lord. He doesn't want you to forward any progress in the kingdom at all. But guess what? Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. And that is all you need to know. And so if you're struggling with where do I go next or where do I even start in Christ, you're able to choose. That means if you are like me and you have like creative gifts that you could choose one of or all of and move forward with your multi-passionate self, I get you. Just choose something and start. Just be obedient and take that step forward. Or if it's not necessarily creative gifts, that applies to any category. If you are the girl who killed all of her biology and science classes in college and you are a dentist now or on your way, that is amazing. And I think you are a huge rock star. You can still trust the Lord in those steps and in your workplace and outside of your workplace. We all have a mission as believers and he equips us and he works on our hearts and he meets us where we are and he's really patient and he continues to pursue each of us. We're his children and he delights to love on us and guide us. And that is so special. And I have found continued grace. I mean, it's 2022. I graduated college in 2017. I mean, it's been a minute. And in a lot of ways, I have been faithful and been obedient. And in a lot of ways, I I feel totally behind. 
some of that is truly just like social media shows you all the humans who are getting out there and doing it and that are younger than you or the same age as you. But the other beautiful thing is you can see on social media when people are just starting out and you can see on social media where these women who are, you know, their kids are out in college, out of college, they're grown, you know, and they're starting their ministries now. Like it's never too late. And the Lord can use you right now, no matter your age or your season with the gifts and the ways that he's created you specifically, no matter if that means that you're a science gal, or if that means you're a singing gal or an artist gal, like whatever. Um, he meets you where you are and he just wants you to be obedient and say yes to him. And if you're not sure what that yes looks like, you can ask him. It says in James, you have not because you ask not. He wants to answer those prayers and he wants to further his kingdom. Everything's about the glory of the Lord and he will have it regardless of who's involved. But the beautiful part is, is he has a heart for his children and he wants to use his children in that glorification of himself. Thank you for joining me on the Able to Bloom podcast. To find all the resources mentioned in today's show, check out the show notes on the episode or follow along on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at Able to Bloom Pod, or you can shop at Elizabeth Langston Art to find all the resources shared on the pod. If you love the show, please pop over to Apple Podcast or your favorite pod app and leave a five-star review. It helps tremendously with getting the word out so others can enjoy the show too. Have a specific question or struggle that you'd love to hear more about on the show? Email me at abletobloom at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. You have been uniquely created by a loving father who has your best interest in mind. In Christ, you are able to choose. In Christ, you are able to bloom.